0: Welcome to the D.O.W. Freedom Fighters Podcast, bringing a light and mental toughness to your everyday life. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody! This is Lee and Dell from the D.O.W. Foundation Freedom Fighters Podcast, and we're here with a hometown hero, Navy SEAL, Shannon Rush. How you doing, brother? Good, man. Good. How about yourself? We're doing good, man. We appreciate you coming on and and sharing uh, your story and in your faith and and everything like that. We appreciate it. Uh, absolutely, you know. Hopefully, uh, if it, if it can reach one person out there and inspire them to be their best, then it's all worth it. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Right. So we kind of just want to like start off, you know, just from the beginning, from like what prompted you to to join the Navy and what made you want to to. Go choose the absolute hardest thing you could possibly do and and go be a Navy SEAL. Uh, uh,
1: uh, Well, man, you know, you got to go all the way back to uh, the beginning. You know, I had a a pretty crazy life growing up from when I was really little. Um, My first memory is of standing in a junkyard looking at my mom's total 1977 light blue two-door cougar it, it, a drunk driver had ran a stop sign going so fast that it wrapped her and her best friend around a pole and killed them both oh instantly. Gosh. And then my father immediately left my brother and I as bastards. And, you know, that that had a huge impact, um, which becomes relevant later in my life of how I viewed the world, but, but the man that I wanted to be. But my, my grandparents eventually ended up adopting us, because my brother and I, we bounced around between
2: aunts and uncles' houses there for a little bit. And I remember them fighting about not being
1: able to afford us with, behind closed doors, which when you're a little kid, all you really hear is that you're not wanted, especially after you have just lost your, your mom and dad.
2: Right. And, and oh, yeah. so you
1: got that abandonment wound that's put place in there very early. I mean, I was 18 months old when, it, when that happened. And, and, you know, I didn't know anything other than my mom never came back and got me, so I was left with this hole in my chest, in my heart, of this abandonment wound and this this feeling of unworthiness that I wasn't worthy of being loved, which really came into play later in my life. so, it, but that that same stuff with my aunt and uncle, it just reinforced that. And then my grandparents adopted us and life went on normally for a little bit. And then in the first grade, we were having dinner and my grandfather had a stroke at the, the dinner table. And um, that set into motion uh, a lot of series of events that would later change my life in a major way. But from that, we moved... In the first grade to Poplar Bluff, Missouri, and you guys know what it is there. You know, it's a beautiful place, the Ozarks. It's a great place to grow up as a little kid as far as running around in the woods and jumping your bikes into spring-fed rivers. And oh, yeah. You know, it's just a beautiful place, all the wildlife and Mississippi floodplains. It's just a great place to grow up. And, you know, my life continued on through my adolescence. Pretty normally, I, I did feel like I was different. I always felt as though I was different inside, and I didn't know it back then. But it was it was that abandonment wound that i had gotten um, really early, and I would cover this with humor. You know, I would hide behind a mask of humor. And this, uh, this is how, what a lot of people do, is they hide behind humor or different things. Oh, and I had a really boisterous type attitude. I was a soccer player. I started wrestling in the sixth grade. Uh, going into high school, I was a sophomore. I was dating a senior cheerleader. I was 15 years old, you know, and I, I really felt like my life was starting to come together. And um, this in particular day, but I'd gotten right home from my girlfriend after wrestling practice. It was just like any other normal day. I uh, walked into the house and I found my grandfather dead on the floor from a heart attack uh, that he'd had in the morning time. And it was the first time that I'd seen a dead body outside of a, a casket. You know, it's like it, it, you could see the blood running out of a, the side of his mouth and the... The bottom of his body that was
2: closest to the ground was blue, and you could, it looked like varicose things. If anybody's seen a body yeah, like yeah. that, that yeah, hasn't yeah. been, you know,
1: prepped for the casket, but well, you, you kind of know what I'm talking about. And, you know, this, um, this had a, a, you know, he, what, what do you do? I knew he was dead. There was nothing I was going to be able to do to bring him back from where he was at. And, and you know, the thing is, is it really didn't freak me out or scare me in any way because ever since he'd had that stroke in the first grade, we grew up in, in and out of hospitals because uh, he was sick. He was diabetic and, and you know, he had triple hip, bypass surgery and all this other stuff. And, you know, so in a way, I was conditioned to know that that was going to happen. And it just so happened. I was the first one home that day. Called 911. My brother shows up. You know, and it really nothing up until that point. I'm not saying it didn't; it wouldn't have had an impact on me. But what really, what really changed my life that day was when my grandmother showed up, and I went up to start hugging her. She she started hitting me in the chest, and she said to me, "Shen, you you finally killed him. You you were too much stress for his heart
2: to handle." See that? That that same humor and boisterous um, personality that I had is what she was saying was causing the stress that ultimately led to giving him, triggering this heart attack. And you what know, really, really
1: compounded this over the next coming days was my family joined her in agreement in this message saying, you know what, you were too wild, you were too boisterous, We should have got you out there a long time ago. And, you know, they weren't weren't saying anything about him continuing to smoke or having the triple bypass surgery, nutrition, anything like that. They were basically saying it was me and who I was as a person that was the cause of this. Oh, wow. And, yeah, you know, and and now I know that's a lie now, but when, when you take the culmination of the series of events that led up to my life, until that moment, losing my mother and my father, and then having this, this mantle placed on me of being, being the cause of my grandfather, it reopened those
2: abandonment wounds and that unworthiness of love, you know, and feelings
1: of myself. And as soon as I started giving that giving that message that they were putting into my heart and mind, As soon as I gave it credence and started thinking about, you know, that there was that one time you could have done this better or you shouldn't argue then, what that did is it gave that the darkness a foothold in my heart to start building and launching attacks of myself becoming my worst enemy and destroying myself from the inside out with with self-hatred, you know? Um, now, Now, of course, I know that's not the truth today, but back then it sent me into a very dark place as a 15 year old boy because my grandmother shortly after that had a nervous breakdown so she she checked out mentally as well and um so from 15 on uh, i i had a pretty rough time I it was in a really dark place depressed um lots of high-risk behavior you know i got into a bunch of stuff that you do when you're into that kind of stuff, you know, um, ran around with some, I ran around with some bad people, but at the same time, I was the one making my decision to be in those positions to do bad things. You know, sure. got arrested a couple times, went to jail a couple times. And, and, and I want to point out here too. I also had great friends around me, um, that if it wasn't for them, uh, I don't know if I would have made it through this um, this, uh, that time in my life, you know, my, oh, my friend sure. Paul that I grew up with and a couple others, they re- and in Lawson and they really looked after me cause they could see that I was, that I was falling apart, you know, and they knew the real story as well. So, um, you know, th- this period of my life lasted about six and a half years, almost seven years was where I was just slowly killing myself every day with the decisions I would make because I, I, the truth is I didn't really have the resolve to put a gun in my mouth and blow my head off. I always felt like I was meant to do something and help people um, and I never felt like that was the answer. I'm not saying that there were times I was in hopeless
2: a hopeless place right, and right. if you've ever felt hopelessness it it's the worst emotion I've ever felt in my life. It's oh, completely man. it has this complete void and emptiness inside and
1: um, you know, that's, that's it's a scary place to be for anybody. Um, but about seven years later, my grandmother was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And uh, they gave her three months to live. And three months later, she died. But during the last two weeks of uh, when she was in hospice and under the uh, influence of a lot of morphine, um, it was basically incoherent my family wouldn't see let me see her anymore and i didn't i, I didn't realize what they were doing back then but i understand I know now what they did They're, they took power of attorney during that time and they basically stole my part of the inheritance and um oh wow you know at this point I was 21 22
2: years old and I was or like I'd, I'd already been living a, a you know a rough life like i said uh, doing bad things, uh, emotionally empty, uh, you know, just, yeah, and,
1: and destroying myself from the inside out. At lots of high-risk behavior, all that stuff. So I was already in a pretty dark place. But, uh, you, you know, something changed in me where I didn't just think I wanted to do bad things. I, I felt like I could actually do these things, right? And yeah, I, I realized because... I realized that if
2: I acted on these things that I'd end up in prison or I'd end up dead running from those decisions, you know, because I I was at a place where I wasn't going to let anybody keep treating me like this. I'll let you guys figure out what I'm trying to say.
1: I'm not going to just say it out loud. Yeah, we understand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, And at the time, I'd always heard growing up that, you know, Navy SEAL training was the hardest military training in the world a lot of people can argue about that, but it, it really is. And I don't say that just because I'm a seal, but
2: the duration of selection and the amount that they use to the cold water
1: to torture people. Um, there's nothing, there's no other program out there like that. Everybody knows it. they can say oh, yeah. whatever they want, but, but um, I thought that it, I had this moment of clarity, you know, I knew I'd come to a crossroads and I said to myself, man, if I can do that, if I can make it through the hardest military training in the world they will fix whatever it is that's wrong that's wrong with me you know that's wrong inside of me so um i I went and joined the navy and i signed up for the seal challenge because the seal challenge guarantees you a shot at going to buzz doesn't guarantee that you can that you'll be a seal but instead of going to the fleet and then applying for a package you go straight to BUDS after A school so that's what i did in a matter of two days i made the decision to join the navy and try out for the hardest thing in the world and and my reason for that is because i had always heard that they never leave a
2: man behind you know and i know that's true across all branches of military But you hear these crazy stories of never leaving a man behind, you know, small teams against overwhelming
1: odds on the most top-secret missions, and, you know, just 100% committed to each other. And my reason for that was, um, you know, I wanted to trust somebody that much with my life because...
2: Sure. Go. Yeah,
1: mind that i'd be there to fight alongside them again to the death if necessary right. but there was a big problem part of me that i also wanted to fight against what i saw as injustice in the world because because of all that stuff that i lost when i was younger when
2: i wish I was somebody just could have smacked me around a little bit and said hey man there's a better way just do it this way here here's some truth Quit self, you know, self-destroying,
1: um, self destroying. Um, quit this self destruction. Right. Go this way, you know. And, and to be able to to be that for
2: people that didn't have a voice or couldn't fight for themselves, that was uh, another big driving
1: force for me. You know, during during that time in my life, and and
2: it still is that way. It's just the way I serve now is different. You know, and my reasons.
1: Uh, For doing what I do right now are are pretty simple. You know, it's time, it's the relationships that we build, and it's the legacy that we leave. You know, Um, we're all allotted a certain amount of time in this life, and we don't get to, we don't know how much time that is. And you can't buy more time, you can't create more time. You get this one timeline. So, how I spend my time and who I spend it with and who I allow in my life. And to have influence over my life, those are the most paramount things, you know, and that sure. relationships that you choose to have now in, in your life is instead of, you know, back then, and again, I, I've forgiven a lot of my family for doing what they did, but, but I choose not, you know, I choose not to allow them to have that opportunity to do that to me anymore or have influence right. over my life right Right. but right. then you know that big part of it too is legacy and how will you be remembered
0: um, absolutely how yeah, How will your
1: family remember you will the, and, or will you be remembered at all because you were just always taking
2: from people and destroying mm-hmm. people or, yep. or were you lifting people up and, and doing,
1: doing your best to speak truth and, and be an example of a warrior love where you're not where you're Oh,
3: absolutely. Absolutely, man. Right now, the, you know, we talked about this before, you know, it's, you know, this, it's, it's a heart problem, man. It's not a, it's not a, you know, a racial thing. It's, it's a heart problem. It's evil, you know, and and that's, that's, you know, like you said, it's good versus evil. And man, Shannon, I want to go back. First off, uh, what did, what did you uh, go to in your A school? What was you uh, training to be? specialist okay cool cool you know a lot of the a lot of the uh things that you went through in your life you know and it's it's the same way with everybody man but people just don't realize it like you did is it it builds us up to be who we are you know uh, the family the losing the family the the abandonment I, i i wrote these things down as you were talking you know and i see a common thing you know through my my friends and connections through, you know, especially in us veterans, there's a lot of common ground when it comes to uh, tragedy, you know, and uh, and maybe not just tragedy, but let down in family, you know, it kind of, it gives us a heart that you're a guy that maybe, and not saying that there's not any of those, but a lot of times you talk to these guys, especially what I've noticed is, is the, You know, the teams, the, uh, you know, the SF guys, a lot of them are in the same different sometimes, but in a lot of the same, you know. The way they kind of grow up a little. Yeah, it seems like there's always tragedy attached to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And I I think a lot of that is the the warrior heart that God
1: gives us as men, you know, especially if we don't have the question answered. By our, by our biological father of, that you have what it takes to go out and, and do good things in this world, and you, you have that question still inside of you, and, and you want to know, hey, man, I, I, I do have what it takes, and I'm going to go to this link to prove it, uh, to myself and to everybody that didn't think that I was capable of or said that That's I never it. could or that I would never amount to anything or just enter whatever, you know, that message was in a negative way that was imprinted on that young man's heart growing up and, you know, that self-reflection and coming to that realization that, you know what, man, I, I do have what it takes and and I'm going to prove it and I'm going to prove it and, and, and this is the manner in which it's going to... Do it for me. You know, yeah. this is the platform that I'm going to use to speak from. So, yeah, I think that that's that common thing because you're absolutely right. But we, we all have a story, and you know, not, and, and there's people that have a lot worse of a story than, than I do, and and I know, I know me by no means share that story to say, well, it's me. It's just the truth of where I came from right. and what shaped me to be who I am. You know,
3: and, absolutely. And, well-
1: Men, I, women, everybody. You know, we have these series of events that happen through our lives and that they create a lens that you see the world through. And some people never come to
2: the point of self-awareness to be able to look back on those moments in time and seek what the truth really was in those moments. Yes. Was, I, was I the cause of my grandfather's
1: death? No, I wasn't. No,
2: you know? but, right. but when I was that 15-year-old boy, it crushed me. You know? But sure. going back into that and having faith to be able to pray back into that um, and and, invite healing into that, you know, those were big things that, showed me the
1: truth in who i was and why i did these things that i did why i did the bad things that i did as well you know right self-destructive things uh the harming people and you know whether it's emotionally physically psychologically because i was hurting from the inside and i was projecting that out you know and at the time i was so consumed with my own pain that i couldn't even see past it you know so i was reacting instead of responding which is what a warrior should strive to do
3: is respond to a situation instead of reacting out of an emotional place yes yeah different
1: types of outcomes when we do
3: that yes absolutely
0: yeah that's you know that's kind of when you're talking about you know you you want to join the teams and be some, be a part of something bigger than yourself. And, and, it, and one of the things was, you know, as veterans, I think is, is that brotherhood that where you, when you go to war or you go to battle, you go wherever you're not worried about, Hey, I'm not worried about what's going to happen to me. I'm going to do everything in my power to take care of my brother to my left and my brother to my right. And it gives you like a, a you know, a huge sense of purpose uh, in this life. And, you know, like like when you were talking about that, that just really resonated with me, you know, because that's kind of what Dell and I and and what we're trying to do with D.O.W. Foundation is really just bring purpose back and give. There's nothing in the world like like your teammates and and
3: when you serve like it's 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 unreal, you know. And I I think that I think that point when you said, Shannon, when you talked about, you know, uh, that's why that's why we're doing this podcast right now. You know, your story. Other people's stories, every, you know, like you said, everybody has a story and I know you're not doing it to that, but maybe someone that we're reaching, you know, with this podcast will hear your story and be like, man, if he went through that and he, you know, he, he successful. forgave and became a successful person, you know, endured all this. And, and, you know, um, the loneliness, man, that's huge right now in our veteran community and also just in the public itself. I man, there's so many people. They don't know who they are because they're lonely. They can't figure out their purpose because they don't know where they fit in. You know, they're bullied at school or whatever the case may be. So, man, I, I love that you you put that you 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 know, you highlighted that. And that's why I asked that question, because I think it's so important that people understand why we're doing this and why you're doing what you're doing. And that is, you know, we're going to get into here in just a minute with what you're doing now as, uh, you know, a uh, a motivational speaker and doing the things that you do with your, you know, with your, uh, yourself now. And that's, you know, these things are what people need to hear that we can do with what's going on right now in this world is, is there's so much separation. We need, we need that come together, which we understand that commodity to coming together because we've all been, you know, a part of something, you know, that's not yourself, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you look around, There's a lot of places to be able to insert yourself as a warrior and and continue doing good. But there's this attack
2: on masculinity right now. Mm. And and I I have no doubt that everything that's happening right now is intentional, with intentional evil motives behind it. Um, and, And that might just be discernment.
1: But you can see who the players are. You can see the playbook and how this stuff is unfolding and looking to the past and then... Following the money of these organizations <laughs> that is doing this
0: yeah, stuff, yeah, um,
1: and, and it, it, it's all very intentional. It's irregular warfare, is what it is. It's legal warfare. It's economic warfare. And, you know, it's race yeah. warfare. It's all these things to divide us and make us feel alone and this is the enemy man because the enemy comes in and says you are alone in this and you don't you shouldn't talk to anybody about how you feel or you should be silent because no one's gonna agree with you or they're gonna judge you for how you feel or what you went through and people that do that are the ones that are hiding the most but it's that way the enemy that darkness wants to isolate you and separate you and call you from the herd because when you are by yourself you're weak that's right and, you know i've had dark times in my life and it was always when i was isolated that's when that darkness whispered those lies into my ears the loudest more than any other time and you know i've worked with a lot of veterans now um and, and that's it, it, that is a reoccurring pattern in that is this isolation this you're in it alone. don't talk about it. no one's gonna understand which is the furthest thing from the truth. you know And mm-hmm. this is one of the things that, that I have qualms with um, but I, I believe it's getting better. Warriors got to talk about the warrior stuff that we go through. Being vulnerable is not a weakness no, it's absolutely a. Strength. Not. that's now, right. How you, how you are vulnerable, as long as you're not as me, I'm a piece of crap. All that other stuff, which sometimes that is it, if we're, you're really low. But when you're being vulnerable and you're sharing your story, as as hey man, I get it, I've been there, or I went through something similar. This is how I came through it. Let me show you the way out. That is strength, and we gotta we gotta look out for each other uh, now more than ever because, as you know, the the. Uh, Masculinity, like I said, is under attack um, with oh, yeah. with all this stuff in the world that's going on. You don't have to look too far um, with that, especially our our, our youth um, mm-hmm. with the stuff going on in
3: schools. And, oh man, you know
1: yeah. we could get really into that, but we might have to do second podcast. <laughs> yeah. right? no yeah. joke. Yeah.
3: But you're yeah. right, man. I mean, this is Satan's playground. I mean, he yeah. is he is he's having a you know a heyday right now with, with, with what's going on. But you know, man, in the end, we know who wins and that's, that's, you know, we got to keep that faith. And uh, so that, that's going to be our, uh, you know, our major, uh, our major speaking out with this podcast is that we don't want people to, you know, to, to veer that way just because they're worried, you know, um, yeah, absolutely. We, we, cause we know in the end who, who wins, you know, I mean, it's, th- this isn't the first time in the world that bad things have happened. You know, they're using it for a, a gain. We know that we see it. Yeah. So, um, you know, we just have to keep the faith in what we believe in where our strength comes from. So and that's what it is. That's what it is. It's
0: faith. It's having faith and, and that's having f- in any part of your life, you know, in, in, whether it's faith in God it's faith in your, in your brothers, faith in your family, you know, the family that you create, you know, cause you know, growing up, you, you can, you kind of learn maybe what, how you, how you don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. you, and then you say, you know, I'm not going to be that type of father or that type of husband or, or that type of brother or that type of friend. So you use that and you, and you continue to get better. Absolutely. Well,
1: you learn from your—you you probably learn more from your mistakes, especially if they're big mistakes. Um, and, and, and again, this is part of how the world is. It's the darkness, you know, that makes you want to focus on your mistakes and completely forget about celebrating your wins. Um, you know, it's backwards how we're—we're we're, we're basically programmed that way. And to reprogram yourself, uh, really focusing on on those wins and the things that you're good at. But also looking at mistakes and failures as, as failing forward fearlessly towards the life that you want instead of making you know, a mistake is something bad or it makes you a failure in some way, which is so many people are programmed that way. I, I know i thought that way for a long time until I broke free. Uh, of that that thought pattern, you know, I, I think a lot of it is just la- lack of self awareness. Like you guys said, you know, not believing in anything, not not even just having the courage to say this is who I am and this is why <laughs> I'm this way. And you start attaching yourself to these other things, and you get this high mentality because it makes you feel like you're a part of something, exactly. Instead of being confident in who you are and what you stand for, um you know, it's two different kind of energies. Completely. So, we see a lot of that in the world right now, unfortunately. But it, it is a plan. We do know who wins. It's, a, like it's, it's an exciting time to be alive, no doubt about it. Um, mm-hmm. Especially as a warrior, there's a lot of good that we can do. We can insert ourselves into this, speak against untruths. Stand in the face of the enemy. Be an example uh, of you know courage of speaking out against it. Of saying, hey, you know what? Th- this isn't right, and this is why, and and this is what's really going on. And-, and getting people aware of you know that this is really a spiritual battle, good and evil, and that there's players in this game. That yeah, it's not all snuggles and rainbows underneath what they're trying to do. As a matter of fact, it's something very sinister, nefarious, Absolutely. and hideous. You know?
0: Yeah. So. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's in it's it's just wild. You know, and I think that the thing where people are they think that if you stand up for what's right, or it, like you know, you talk before like vulnerabilities and things like that, or masculinity, where it's so much, it's it's push that oh that's a weakness you know especially in the veteran community with all the suicides and things like that that it's you're weak if you go talk to somebody or in the first responder communities you're weak if you go talk to somebody well and, and in all actuality it takes a lot of courage to say you know what i don't care what you guys think like i'm i'm gonna go you know have that that strength and that courage to go and talk to somebody and uh,
2: and
0: i think that's uh, you know, reading through like your program and, and your like, I love the the title of what you're doing, the Unstoppable Mind. Like, I mean, that is amazing. You know, I, I like let's 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 talk about that a little bit. Like, fill us in on that.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, um, again, you got go back a little bit to to really understand um, okay where I came to this. At you know, I started working and raising, doing fundraisers for veteran suicide prevention of almost nine years ago. And and through that, I got hooked up with an organization called Operation Restored Warrior, and it's, it's Jesus-based. And okay, you know, awesome. that's really where um, I had a, a, my first no, no BS spiritual um, experience uh, that I couldn't deny. You know, I, I grew up Southern Baptist, but fell away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when I when, when I was you know in that dark period because I didn't it was more of you know you're gonna you're gonna go to hell if you touch your wiener and all that other <laughs> stuff yeah. you know what I mean and, and, and it was a lot of religiosity it, it wasn't relationships you and, go. Um, yeah that's right so you know I, I had this and as warriors this is important too um, I had this image of the white robe lamb carrying sissy. Jesus, And that's the furthest thing from the truth. That is right. also mm-hmm. assault by the enemy. Uh, Jesus was a warrior. This man, he was a rebel. He stood up against what at that time was the most powerful governments in the world. And, and they killed him for it. Right. And he yeah. knew it was going to happen the whole time. So, right. you know, I, totally I wrong. the truth of that. But after these eight years of, of working in this environment and, and listening to me, hundreds if not thousands of stories um and then with my own experiences and my own mindset of how i i basically reshaped my mind i took all of that and i put it into uh you know this unstoppable mind project is what i call it and it's it's got three phases it's reset rewire re-engage and in that first part of it the reset is I do what I help people do what I did is go back to those source memories and and find the truth of that in those moments and move forward out of that out of that strength, out of that truth. That way, instead of going back to that moment and saying it's my fault or I did something wrong or or whatever that may... It could be you're not doing anything wrong, man. You just you have something mentally blocking you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you could be
2: doing yeah. great in
1: life or you might be down in life or you might just be one in edge. What's your reset point? We identify that, we move forward out of that truth and then in the rewire phase, what we do is we identify your your thought habits right
2: if you think okay. about re
1: neural pathways
2: mm, yeah um, a simple metaphor uh, is it of water running over a rock if it continues to run over that rock over time it will create a groove mm-hmm. it's the same thing with your neural pathways in your mind if you think a certain way so many times and it's attached to a memory or
1: a series of memories and then it also has physical things that are it's attached to. It's your default go-to thought when something happens. It's just, it's natural. It happens to all of us. If something happens, boom, that's your immediate thought. And it may not be correct. It could be based out of a false event or a false
2: narrative or a false self-belief, you know, um, that you're down on yourself. And it's just how you you have this
1: self-image. So, what I do in that one is we, we identify those thought habits and then we intentionally create a thought habit that we want to go in a different direction with. And then reengage engage phase is where we take those thought habits and we course correct every time we find ourselves getting pulled back off path and we anchor it with physical action. Add- Behind it to then recreate that intentional world by design that you want. And it's all done through what I call mind shifts, right? Because Um, I know for me personally, if I try to change a bunch of things in my life all at one time, um, I usually don't end up changing anything,
2: but if I change things, one thing at a time, you know, you do that over uh, a 12 week period. By the time you're at the end of that 12 weeks, you're
1: looking in a completely different direction. A great analogy is that if you're shooting a bullet, right, if I'm one degree off and I pull that trigger, if you're. Five, ten feet away, I'm still probably going to hit that target. But if you go out and you push it out a hundred meters, that bullet's going to completely miss that target. So what we're doing is we're gradually changing the trajectory of their life through their mental habits, their mental processes, through intentional actions to create the world that they want and overcome anything that they may able, may, may need to in their past. So that's really what it is designed to do. Um, I mm-hmm. love doing it. I've uh, done it, awesome. you know, with all the way from individuals, uh, all the way up to executive five, Fortune 500 company teams, you know. So um, it it works. I've had great success with it, and it's what it's my passion. I love helping people realize the power that they already have inside of themselves because everybody is capable. Um, but again, we all have a story, and sometimes that story holds you back. So finding Fine. that truth being intentional and just living that best version of you that you can be and, and we all need that more than ever right now
3: man we do absolutely
0: yeah for sure you know it's it's you're taking and and what people need to understand too is in life we're going to fail but the day you quit is when you become a failure
1: you absolutely know? i i couldn't agree more with you brother man that 100%, you know.
0: And and people are so afraid, I think ju- just to to fail or fall that that they're holding themselves back from taking risks to to better themselves, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, you know, myself included, when I was mm-hmm. younger, I used to pretend like I wasn't interested in something um,
2: but really, it was because I didn't want to fail in front of people because mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I was afraid of their judgment of making a mistake and, and then, you know, that that fear, that shame, that guilt, which shame and guilt are two different things, you right. know.
1: Uh, but, it, and that held me back for a long time. And, and, you know, it wasn't until, it was actually second phase in Butts when I, I got my nickname Mosh Pit that <laughs> it I really changed my my you know, my attitude of failing forward fearlessly instead of letting that fear control you because at the end of the day, that's all fear really wants to do is silence you, control you, keep you stuck from being the person that you were created to be. Keep you in that rut. That, yeah, the people we're created to be, we're very powerful and we're standing in the truth and without fear or in the face of fear because you can still feel fear, but stand in the face of it. And that's what courage is, you know, at the end of the day. That's
0: Absolutely. right. Yeah, yeah, courage is, is, it has nothing to do with being scared or not. It's being, having that a little bit of fear,
3: but doing it anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that saying, that falling forward in life, man, That that's, you know, <clears throat> you think about that. I mean, that that's, we're not going to stop. We talked about this before as well, you know, that, you know, sin in this flesh, the flesh is, you know, it's all messed up, man. You know, so we're we're gonna fail. We we know that. You know, but it's 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 the reaction what what you're responding, your responding to, it. to it is what yeah, the, the reaction is is, you know, you may get down on yourself or whatever, but the the response is is how are you gonna pick yourself up like you put on here, you know, on your uh on the next let's see that was reset when you said that and on the re engage you know, no fail mentality. I love that too, man. That is, it choose to win as you put it on here, man. That's it, why, that's why I love baseball. I I
0: talk about baseball all the time. I, I love that sport because it is a hundred percent, you know, a game of failure and the ones who are great, they recognize that because like you, whenever you, you, you fail seven out of 10 times and you're a hall of famer that, that tells you right there, you know, so that that's, I love that, like, like Dale was saying about failing and just getting back up and, and what you talk about and, and recognizing that you just, just continue to push forward. like one foot. I think people so much focus on trying to think too much in the future and too much in the future instead of, Hey, let me put one foot in front of the other.
3: Let me get to this next step. Well, we know what the future holds. We all we all are going to the same place. You know what I'm saying. We're all going to be in the ground. So, but it's what you do with your time that you have here. You know that's that's what I like to push, and I know that's what you're doing with this man. As I can see, you know, you're you're that no fail mentality. You know, and 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 uh, finding the opportunity in chaos, man. That is that is life in general. If people could grab grasp what you're saying and your when you're giving these speeches and 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 take that. Even if they just catch a little piece of it, man, that can go a long ways in changing somebody's attitude from being someone that's down and out to someone that's starting to succeed, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and, you know, guys, this is also another tool of the
2: enemy. It, It wants to keep you stuck in a past of, you know, oh my God, I
1: failed or I made this mistake. Or worrying about a future that isn't even real yet, and you're missing the most powerful thing that you have in your life, which is this moment right now and the ability to take the action, to choose to win in this moment, huh. to create that world that you want. And if you know what? If you fail, you just course correct and try again, and you try
2: again, and you try again. Man, that's until it. Until you do have the—yeah, it's one more step, like you said. Until you do have that world that you want. Maybe is it going to be easy? No. I mean, sometimes it's. And it's hard and it's the grind, and, and that's a part of it, you know. But I I don't know anybody that's successful that gave
1: up and, and just threw the talent. It's everybody that I know has that has made great success in their life, they've failed hundreds of times, you know, and they've always got back up, they've always tried again. Now, some of them they, they made they hit it big on seven or eight, but man, they never quit yeah. because it could it could just be that next try, that next step of when when you have that. either man, but when you have that breakthrough of self discovery, that evolution in your heart, in your mind, um, you know, where where you become
3: That's it, it, man. You win, you know? That's it. Yeah, I see here that you put some words like outlast, you know, overcome, endure. You know, these are these are terms that we use a lot in the military, but you know, it also talks about these things in the Bible as well. You know, you know, outlasting. You know, I, I mean, you know, the 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 evil one, he tempted he tempted God's own son. So why could we sit here and think that he's not going to do the same to us? You know, so. This mindset, you know, you're using it for so many different things on your platform, and that is awesome, man. We can use it, and I know you do this as well. We can use what you're saying, what you're, you know, what you represent here as the unstoppable mind, as in your walk with Christ, too, man, because these are the things we have to do. We have to outlast these gimmicks, these lies. We have to overcome you know, these things that it's doing to our, our nation, to our relationships, you know, and then endure it. We have to endure it. We have to show that, yeah, it, it's bad, but we aren't going to fall to it. We're not going to falter to it. We're going to stand strong. And,
0: and and I think, too, that it's really naive for people to think that whenever you have a relationship with God, that he's going to just shield you from everything, He's going to say, okay, well, you know, get under my arm. There's going to be no, nope, nothing bad to happen to you. Yeah. Why would you need the the, the saying of the armor of Christ then, you know? Yeah. Like, why would you, why would we need God in that point? You know, he, he, he puts us through things for a reason. He, he's building our character. So that way when somebody else is going through something that maybe you've been through, you're there to say, Hey, guess what? It gets better. This is a season yeah.
3: that it just keep grinding. That that cold water, like you talked about, you know, cold water training, that that Pacific Ocean. suck, you know, the suck, you know, we call it enduring yeah, yeah. the suck, man, you know, and that is that isn't everything. But so many people want to fall to it. And I, I'm i just as guilty as anybody to fall in these dark places. But, you know, man, hearing your story, reading these, these you know, these terms and these phrases that you put in here boosted me when i was reading this and i was like man if we get up every day every day and say i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be unbreakable today you know is it gonna be true maybe not but if you have that mindset i think you know like you said man fortune would you say fortune 500 companies are using this you know man it's a mindset that we get instilled in us because we went we went through the you know Uh, military. This is, this is how it's ran the way it's ran for (laughs) as long as it's been in you know hundreds of years as it's been in business. And that's why, because, and we're getting, you know, uh, better and better at at training and and more precise. And, you know, uh, and this is why, because we have this mindset. And I think it's guys like you and, and your, your, your story and your motivation that keeps people like myself and I know Lee mm, absolutely. that keeps us in that daily grind, you know? Yeah.
1: You know, I, I totally agree with you there. there. There's a lot of misconceptions of being a follower of Jesus that, you know, things are, are supposed to be easier that we live a perfect life and we see ourselves as this holier than thou art. And that that's the furthest thing from the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the warriors that I ran around with that, you know, that's not how they, they see themselves. And, and I, I, by no means live a perfect life. Um, you know, I do my best to live out of my heart and that warrior servant protector heart that I have that God's put in my, in me. But, you know, I have days that I I have bad days just like everybody else. And I have days that that I fail. And, um, you know, I, the big thing is getting back up, you know, Mm, the big thing is how many times are you willing to fail, until you succeed and when that becomes i'm willing to fail until i do then you know you're you're moving towards that place but uh we're we're in a fallen world we see it all the way around us the 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 enemy is alive and well and he's not even hiding anymore no there was that time was that you know one of satan's greatest deeds was convinced the world that he didn't even exist well he's not even hiding anymore i mean he's out in plain sight um and it is pretty easy to see with, you know, all the, the pedophilia, that oh, stuff, yeah. the sex trafficking, the kids trafficking, how these things are linked to the things that they're linked to major corporations, really mm-hmm. powerful people in the world and what's going on and being revealed in the in this darkness and how the enemy is operating through the destruction of innocence, you know, because that's the ultimate goal um, of of evil is to destroy innocence and Absolutely. you know as warriors again we, we have to say what is my role in this you know because sometimes we got to do very bad things to stand in the face of evil um, but it, it, there's that other saying too and the only thing that evil needs to to continue to move forward is for good men to do nothing, you know, and uh, and, then that's when, right. and that's the whole attack on masculinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you don't have men that will stand up for this country, that will stand up for this flag, that will stand up for people that they don't even know, um, or that are, are, you know, feminized to the point that they think they're a little girl, um, mm-hmm. you know, then, then what you have is, is a whole nation of of men that will not stand when evil comes to devour
2: it and and
1: we see a lot of that uh, in in what we're facing right now amongst Many other fronts, you know, you've got this Marxist movement um, this, that's behind the BLM. You have this Antifa movement, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. you can trace them back for many years, you know. Right. Um, yeah. And it's easy to see where they're, they're funded from. It's easy to see where this money is going to. Um, you know, we, there's a lot of opportunity. We don't, as warriors, we don't have to go to a foreign land and
2: fight for somebody that we don't even know anymore the battleground is is here. It's
3: our front door. And,
1: and the sooner we wake up and stand up to that and be and, and can, do not consent, you know, to evil even a little bit, because when we capitulate even a little bit. To evil, it says, okay, but now I want this. It's always moving that goalpost until it has control over your whole point of life. They'll they'll never be satisfied until you absolutely have adapted, assimilated to their ideology. And I just don't have any interest in um, being a a slave to an ideology like that. No. um, no Where where it's you have to do this or, or you get nothing, you know? So, um, we live in very amazing times, and, and we can do a lot of good, and that's what we're called to do. I believe that's why a lot of us were called into this service um, when we were. You know, we got mm-hmm. the we were at war for how many years, and now we got the most well-trained militia in the history of the United States. Right? We have mm-hmm. more armed combat veterans. In the general pop now than than we probably ever had in the history of our nation, and I don't think that was by accident. Right, uh, that, right. that could have been some. There's a spiritual, reasoning. Spiritual movement that going on there, but
2: yeah.
3: That's right, Great man. Time to
1: be alive, guys. It Absolutely. sure
3: is, man. And I, I do I, one more thing. I just wanted to talk touch base on and then this the you put on here deeper and more intimate relationships. You know we're influenced by who we hang out with. We know that, um, yeah. and and I, I'm glad that you put that in there because you know product of
0: your environment.
3: Yeah, man. It's and it, and here's the thing: just because it's cool, don't mean don't make it right. You know, and that's what we're seeing a lot of too, man. We got people that are don't they don't even know what the, what it means to go out and and do what they're doing. They're doing it because their college roommates doing it or their friends are doing it and whatever the you know. Whatever the reasoning, you're only as good as the people you put yourself around, you know, and that's what I think a lot of people need to we need to be uh, talking about is look at your relationships, you know, like you put on here. You know, Um, it takes us. It takes us guys like your, you know, you and and your team members and your, you know, your people over there that you hang out with and, and you deal with every day just as like us here in Missouri, back in your hometown, we're doing the same thing. You know, we're all, we all feel the same way. We all are, are, you know, on the same page with this and there's people everywhere. And it takes us communicating. It takes us doing what we're doing right now, talking about it. Cause I've learned from you just by reading, you know, here and listening to you today, things that I, it brought light to going, Oh yeah, man, we should be thinking about that more. Not just
0: that too, but like following, you know, i man i follow y'all on social oh, media yeah, so right. since we've kind of talked a little bit and got to know each other last year you know and uh just your your example and and what you stand for and you know it's kind of like dale said you being a you know surra- you don't see uns- or successful people surrounding themselves with uh uh losers if you will or people with no no drive or determination, or it's like, I'm sure on the SEAL teams, the the team that you surround yourselves with, if somebody is not holding up their end, you know, they'll get fired. Just like in Anglico or a a grunt unit like Dell, like it's, you have to surround yourselves with the best, especially when you're going out, whether it's, you know, like I said before, going to war, you know, overseas or what we're doing now, essentially like spiritual warfare, like you said, you got to surround yourselves with, People that
3: are are, are like-minded, like-minded, and going to make you successful as well. It's every day. You know, you got to wake up every day thinking that you know you're going to succeed. You got to put yourself with those people every day, and that's tough. Sometimes you're going to be around those that aren't. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you bring up social media, and that that's 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 one thing right now too, because of uh, the censorship. Uh, uh, Let's face it, it's it's a one-sided censorship of conservative voices or anybody that speaks out against what the general narrative that is being pushed um, by the mainstream media that is. And and our job um, as, as truth seekers is to find that truth and share that truth, knowing that we're going to be attacked for it, knowing that it's against what you know a lot of people that are just asleep um or just choose to give their choice of thought away to the tv um recklessly because it is reckless um Mm -hmm. at this at this stage of information in the world everything you need to know is at your fingertips so i would encourage anybody that does listen to this you know think for yourself don't give your choice away and then and the easiest way to find out what people's motives are or whether or not you're dealing with the truth is just follow the money and where that money coming from, what is the political or geopolitical yeah. goals of that person and the agenda that they believe in and have pushed you know, over their lifetime. And, and that will get you – pretty close to where you need to be. And as Warriors, we have to be standing up and pressing that stuff out there right now, Uh, mainly more than ever because we're being censored so hard, but also because... I, I believe it's going to get to a point where it's completely silenced on those types of platforms. And, and we need to stand up to
2: that stuff right now mm-hmm. because that's anytime right. censorship has started in the past, well, boys, I mean, you know, it's always ended in war. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And, and
1: um, you know, we're seeing the beginnings of a war, a, a Marxist insurrection, because that's exactly what it is. Uh, when you follow the money and you know who the leaders of these groups are and what their ideology is, it's a Marxist, communist, anarchist revolution that's fueled um, by one party and um, you know and, and other other global influences that is creating this in our country, and and we got to be able to call that stuff out for what it is and
2: not get pulled into this more division that where they're using something that is a sensitive or emotional topic to hide behind to push their agenda
1: we got to be smart we got to do our 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 due diligence and then we got to speak out against it you know that's part of that's part of the information war that we're in it's part of the irregular warfare that we're in right now but we got to be honest where we are As American and Americans, otherwise, man, we're we're gonna gonna have a hard road, I think, anyways, coming out of this. Uh, But it's the tougher that we, the longer we stay
2: silent, the the tougher it's gonna be to come out of this, I think. So, but like I said, we know who wins in the end. That's right. And and I stand in that firm um, because my oath isn't
1: going to expire until I take my last breath. Absolutely. And um, you know, I'm sure you boys are like that
2: too, man. Something
3: yes. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Man. Well, Shannon, we appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, uh, let's let's plug what you do here with the Unstoppable Mind. If there's anybody out there listening, um, can they find your your stuff anywhere? I mean, how, do you have a? I know you go do uh, s- speeches and events and things, but is there is there a way that they can look you up or? Yeah, they can look me up on social media, Shannon Rice or Shannonrice.com websites I'm working on right now so just uh social media I'm on Twitter um Facebook all that stuff or if they want to contact me directly at 843-619-8000 again it's 843-619-8000 I'd love to talk to you work with you partner with you and um you know help you help you get to wherever you want to be in life man Shannon we appreciate you man for sure brother Appreciate you guys. You're inspirational to us, brother. All right, fellas. Hey, man. Hey, you take care, man.
2: Take care. Bye-bye. All right. 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 Bye-bye.